Zippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me. Let me check. Oh yeah, that's right, Shane Todd. How are we doing? I just sound like commercial DJ there. Guys, how are we doing? How are you doing? Let me know. Get in touch. It's a great day in Belfast. What are you getting up to? What on the bland? Let me know. I hit myself. It's a good time. It's a good time. I'm wearing a pair of shorts. I'm feeling good. Um... A lot of people are like NBC, Money Toad. Um, are you getting that rest in? Because you were complaining that you're only really getting to sleep uh, because of your selfish baby. You're only really getting to sleep, you know, three hours, four hours a night. Uh, any any progress on that? Yeah, I'm getting 10 minutes more than I was. So it's all good and I feel better. I look good, um, even though I kind of have one curtain, you know, uh, but that's just the way I wanted it. It's, it's a fun time, I take my shoes off here, if I'm totally honest, my house, my podcast, that's that's the way it's going to be, it's a shoes off, in fact everyone, everyone listening and watching, take two shoes off, thank you, appreciate that, it was always weird when you went into someone's house and they were like, uh, my mum and dad say you have to take your shoes off, I mean that's maybe someone who ha- has just had too much dog shit trampled through the house, I get it, and the Japanese love that as well, not dog shit, um, could make a joke there, will not. Um, I was going to say, it's not the Japanese. Um, but here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Um, I think in a lot of Asian cultures, and I don't know what I'm basing this on, you're not supposed to wear your shoes indoors. And I be, I'll be honest, I don't think they wear socks indoors either. And that's just something that you have to respect if you ever find yourself, you know, in Asia, which uh, I've never been to Asia. But I, I think I would like it. I think I'd like to go to Tokyo because it seems a bit, uh, a little bit mad, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but all I know is this. It's been a crazy week online. I feel like we're going to talk about it in listeners' questions. Someone will have asked it. I, I, I don't know. It seems... Do you know, I got into this weird thing of like someone who doesn't watch the news or really read the news. Um, sorry, hold on. Speaking of news, Mickey Bartlett. Speaking, of, I mean that's where this is where I get my news from. Um, Mickey, they're bringing in chlorinated meat soon, boys. Um, I don't, I don't know what that is. Is it meat with chlorine in it? I don't know, listen, here's the thing, I swam and stuff for every Wednesday for about 10 years when I was young, swimming, and it hasn't done me any harm. I mean, I have no feeling in my skull, but apart from that, it's all good. Uh, chlorinated chicken. It's one of those things, isn't it? We'll just, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. You know, it's not really a topic for this podcast. What we talk about in this podcast is life. What we talk about is facts. We talk finance. We talk um, entertainment. We talk goss. And um, I I don't know, I was saying, like, for someone who doesn't watch the news, this week has been a mad week. And this is how desensitised you get to it all. I, I, I didn't even watch the all the footage of the giant bomb that went off in Beirut. I didn't even watch it because it was being sent around on WhatsApp and, peop- and people posting up on their Facebook, people who, you know given their take on it and uh, it's horrible I think uh, I think I can't even even watch or read about that kind of thing and maybe that's ignorant but uh, but I, I don't know the the, the money the money talks operate in very little sleep 
he he's got the claws out. He's been very very bitchy to a lot of people. You know, for example, I put up a picture of me and Dave Elliott this morning uh, because tonight we're back on BBC Radio Ulster five past six. The lads, the She and Todd show, BBC Radio Ulster. Tune in. I want to see all the sippers over there, uh, just drinking tea and enjoying the beats. But I put a picture up of me and Dave. Well, it was actually Simon and Garfunkel. This guy Craig writes under it. Probably a great guy. Probably not. Craig writes under it. I said, here's me and Dave Elliott getting ready for the show on Friday. He said, is that not Simon and Garfunkel? Now, I like banter like that where you point out something very obvious and pretend that you didn't know if the person meant it or not. So I liked it from Craig, but he spelled Garfunkel wrong and I saw an opportunity and I pointed him a closet and I said, no, I mean, it's Simon and Garfunkel, but I spelled it the right way. And then I said, Craig, delete your social media immediately. All accounts. And that's kind of the vibe we're in right now. I'm just telling people, hey, you know, delete this. I want people to apologise for things. I, I don't know. Social media has become, maybe it's always been this like Wild West type thing. And your boy likes to just put up cute pictures of himself and plug, plug the podcast and shows. And that's all it's going to be. I don't know. There's 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 just, there's just so much going on, and um, the 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 money toad just wants to sit in his lily pad and and enjoy himself. And I think the sippers are the same. Before we get into the pod, uh, because we do have loads of listeners' questions, and there's something I want to watch, but I don't know what to type to get it. So we're just gonna see if that works. Uh, but let me plug Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Tea With Me Podcast. You get the bonus episode on a Monday. You get my whole stand-up film from last year. Uh, the Todd Father Show, Life in the Waterfront. If you're a sipper, you get the code for that. You get to watch it. You also get a merchandise giveaway once a month. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Somebody won a mug last month. Scenes. Scenes. Um, also, the merch is out there. All the all the TV podcast merch, which is selling really well. All the Keith Cruz t-shirts sold out. Um, Shane Todd Comedy Spotify. No, Shopify. Oh dear, Cranny doesn't Cranny doesn't know the difference between them. Yeah, you wanna go, you wanna just Google. Give it a goog. Shane Todd Comedy Shopify. And that's where you get the Tea with Me merch. We have uh the Keith Cruz t-shirt is sold out. We've got the Tea with Me mug, we've got the Sipper t-shirt, we've got the Money Toad t-shirt, and hey, we make sure that the stuff looks very sexy as well. Because we don't just want it to be functional. We want it to be, and I quote again. Very sexy, and that's what it is. The money toad t-shirt, the zipper t-shirt. I actually have both on their way to me, I think, so I can just beat about them in the house. Uh, right, this thing I want to watch. I don't know. I don't, see if I just type in what it is. I don't know if it'll come up. Northern Ireland boy band. Nah. What do you know what I should what I should do is just put it out right now on on Instagram and someone will get back to me by the time the show's over because I feel like we need to we need to watch this together. Cause I purposely was gonna watch it on a podcast but didn't. Guys, I'm doing the Tooth Me podcast live recording at the minute. I need to know something. There was this video that came out and it's a it's a, it was like a Northern Irish boy band filling down like Harlan the Wolf Docks. If anyone knows what that is, please send me the name of it or the link to it. Thank you. This is some Inception podcast shit right now. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll find that because I really want to see it. I think it was like 
from about 10 years ago and it was just a load of guys from Northern Ireland doing like full dance routine but they were like my age you know what I mean like slightly too old to be doing it like I mean I could still probably be in a boy band but I think they would lie about my age in it they'd be one of those ones I don't know like that that's the thing about getting the the re, the main time you realize that you're old is whenever you realize you would be in the over 25s on x factor because whenever you're a kid you're like over 25s that's ancient and then you get to 32 and you're like, oh my God, I would be in the over 25s for seven years. Just one of those people that keeps going back on X Factor. What about those guys? You know, Louis, like, and we've seen you before, is that right? That's so bad, Louis Walsh. We've seen, I'm Louis Walsh, we've seen you before, is that right? And Simon Coyle, they're like, hey man, you've been back loads of times. Um, yeah, there's guys who are always, always on X Factor. And they're like, you know, just feel like I've gone away and worked on what I needed to. And with hindsight, I realised I wasn't ready when I thought I was. And then they get through, but uh, at judges' houses, they get told no. What about when people get told? <laughs> what about when people get told no at judges' houses in X Factor and like claps onto the ground crying? It's it's a it's a singing competition. Don't worry about it. Speaking of singing, I'm not doing those um, jingle ads anymore. I've retired. Just want to throw that out there. Um, you, you know, like Connolly's and Moy, you've seen me do Martin Phillips uh, floors, all that kind of thing. I'm done. I want to focus on comedy now. We've been there. We've done it. We've, we've worn the T-shirt. That's not the phrase, is it? Been there, done there, bought. Been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. And speaking of T-shirts, I thought I'd let you know this. It's just cropped into my mind. Whenever I was in New York or whenever I was a kid, there was what looked like a German man or definitely like a European man well, he was pretty fat and he was walking about in a red t-shirt with white writing and it said, you the man, but you and da were very close together. And I remember turning to my mother and saying, mother, it looks like his t-shirt says UDA man. And it didn't get enough of a reaction, but I thought at the time that that was very funny that I noticed that. And I thought it was quite funny. I mean, the alternative is funny as well that he's actually just from the shankle. Or anywhere else, apologies to anyone from the shankle, but there definitely is guys in paramilitaries in the shankle. Like, let's not we let's not lie about it. Let's definitely not lie about it. I'd say in every town and village in Northern Ireland, there is one person at least in a paramilitary. Fair enough. And I'm just saying in the shankle, there's at least two. I don't know. Maybe I should. I might start a paramilitary, but just be like like dead on, like lifting rubbish and all. But, but doing it in balaclavas, I mean, definitely weird chat. Definitely weird chat. All right, um, I have loads of listeners' questions. I'm going to wait on that video being sent in to me, and we're just going to go through the listeners' questions. It's going to be a laid-back pod. I know I've been saying this for a while. We're back in the studio next week. We're 100% back in the studio next week. Anthony McWilliams says, Have you ever contributed the lad flag? Should snitches get stitches, and is it really that bad in the BBC comedy writing room? Um, a lot to digest here. I'm not going to spend too long on it, but have I ever contributed the lad? Lad flag was I, I'm. Lad flag was a social media account set up during the flag protest to basically parody all the stuff that was going on. And you never know who you never knew who it was behind it. Then it came out who it was. Then this Sunday in the newspapers, that person outed somebody else that was in it. Um people are free to look that up themselves and, and a lot of people are talking about it so it's not like I'm breaking the news to you. 
Um, I think anything that's set up to parody something and if you're taking the piss out of something in a fair way, that's fine. I, I, I'm a comedian, so I'm, I don't I don't place comedy. You know, I don't... Uh, whether I think something's funny or not or offensive or not, I'm not saying it is offensive. I, I remember seeing the lab flag stuff in the first, say, six months that it was around and then never seeing it again. But... Yeah, and a lot of people are like, it turned into this thing, you know, it turned in, it turned sectarian, it turned this, it turned that. I I don't know, and I genuinely don't have an opinion. You, if you listen to the podcast, you know I don't fence it. I'll tell you, like, my opinion on something, um, my honest opinion on something, because I'll ramble about it, so it's never, like, pre-rehearsed. Um, but I, I don't police comedy. I don't tell anybody else how to... Um, whether something is sort of funny or, or not. Um, I'm trying not to be rambly here. What I mean is, um, whether it turned into what people say it did, I, I don't know because I, I I actually didn't know it was still going, in all honesty. Um, uh, but I do remember that that account used to very heavily troll Mickey Bartlett a wee bit myself, me time to time. It mainly had to go with a show called Monumental, which was a panel show from here that was on BBC Northern Ireland for two series. Mickey was a regular team captain on it. I did one episode, and I just remember getting a lot of uh, tweets from the Lad Flag account, which, bear in mind, was set up to parody the flag protests, um, and it was all like, this show isn't funny, and why is this on TV? Maybe not said in that way, but very much, like, not being cute about it, like, very much being direct. And um, the account would just comment on like videos I'd done, or and I, I I wasn't getting it as bad as I definitely remember Mickey getting it a lot, and always having a back and forward with him. Which I mean, it's fine, but the idea that there's no face or name to put to it, it just makes me feel awkward about it, or or like uneasy. I'm like, let well, let's have a conversation. Who are you? You know, uh, who are you? And. Uh, so I, I hated that. I hated that it was trying to be a comedy account, but it was it was slagging off local comedians and it was anonymous. So I, I never liked that about it. And I could tell there was always... Well, I felt there, there was always like a thing of uh, whoever was behind it, whether individually or collectively, was like, we should be on TV. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure they said in the tweet to Adam and Mickey once... Uh, Something along the lines of sure BBC wanted us, but uh, but we said no or whatever. It's irrelevant. To answer your question, yes, I was the. <laughs> to answer your question, yes, I was the moderator for three years, and and a lot of people would say as soon as I joined, the sectarianism went through the roof. Uh, no, believe it or not. I was not involved um, because if I was, then I used it to slag myself off, which might have been actually pretty smart to make it seem that I wasn't in it. Uh, I'm sweating. No, um, all the controversy around it this week and all the comments about it, um, it seems like, let me take a sip of cold tea. Let me take a sip of cold tea. Um, it it was an uncomfortable 
time to like read about it to see about it um there was people in what i didn't want to get involved in a conversation the whole time the conversation was going on i was like thank god this is nothing to do with me because um i think if you if you in this day and age like if you i'm probably of all time if you do something anonymously if you do something uh you know under an alias or whatever it will always come back to you it will always come back to you and there will be people as soon as it does come back to you they, they use it to constantly attack you um so when it when it i i never had any like long term like they slagged me off whoever that was you know because because it was a faceless person there wasn't really much to think about but um yeah yeah the I, I was like, I'm not involved in this conversation. I was obviously reading about it, watching about it, all that kind of thing online. And then uh, I was brought into the conversation in one very insignificant tweet um, where one of the original guys from Lad Flag, um, his wife said, um, just to let you know, my husband was never motivated but um by trying to like be a BBC writer or get on TV or yeah or be she, she's like he didn't want to be in the BBC writers room with the likes of give my hairpiece and Shane Todd. Now what what I didn't like about it was that I wasn't tagged in it right because like because if you wanna if if you wanna throw shots at Mummy definitely let Mummy know that it's happening and Mummy saw it. Don't get me wrong because immediately separates were like hey why is he getting brought into this and it reminded me of. Whenever I was like a teenager outside nightclubs, it reminded me of any time a fight would kick off. For some reason, girls I'd never met before would always feel the need to like protect me. If guys were fighting and I was near, girls would be like, don't be smacking him, no, leave, here, leave him out of it. He's only small. I'd be like in the middle of a ring of girls, like chained around me going, leave him, leave him, he's he's weak. You know, I don't need you here. But it did. Um, but yeah, uh, it... Especially doing the episode with... Sorry if this is rambly, right? And sorry if this is not interesting to some people. But doing the episode of Tea With Me with Tim earlier in the week. To be, like, thrown in with, like, the Give My Head piece, guys. Is nothing but a compliment. It's nothing but a compliment. Because they have been on our screens and making people laugh for literally decades. So um, I actually took it as a little bit of a compliment. And look, did I have a tweet written out that my wife taught me how to post in? Yes. Yes, that is the case. She's like, you're a 32-year-old father. You need to not be involved in this. Don't put yourself in this. And that's where I was like, yes. Yes, that is why I shouldn't be allowed a phone. Because what I was going to do is, and the reason I didn't do this is because I was like, this is a horrible row that's going on. I don't want to be a part of it. But I was going to write back and say, sorry it took me a while to respond to this tweet, but me and the Hole in the Wall gang have, as per, been down at the bank cashing checks. And I was going to mock up a photo of me and the whole cast to get my headpiece with wheelbarrows and money. But I didn't do that. But I want to let you know that I thought about doing that and my wife said, no. And I do what I want, but I said, okay. And I got my friend to mock up a little picture of me and Uncle Andy and I said, excuse me, 
and everybody wins because I'm not attacking anyone, but I'm having a laugh with everyone at my own expense. So I thought that it was nice to be involved in that way. Um, but yeah, to, to summarise, no, I have never been a member of the Lad Flag account. So there we go. But there will always be that question mark, considering how much I was like, no, because they slagged me. So, you know, you make up your own mind. But uh, but no. And uh, Anthony McWilliams, is it, is it that bad being in the BBC Comedy Writers Room? Um, no, it's great. It's genuinely uh, an ambition of mine that I've had for... <laughs> how lame is this, right? Just, it's an ambition of mine that I've had for genuinely since I started... Since before I started comedy. In fact, since I was in primary school um, in P7, I was chatting to my friend Chris McBride and we came up with an idea for a TV show called The Kings of Comedy. Now, it was probably a little bit, um, what would you say, premature for us to label ourselves the kings of comedy, considering we were P7 in Strandtown Primary School and had not yet published any material. But we were going to do this live sketch show on BBC One Day. Um, so it's pretty great, actually, to be doing stuff in BBC with BBC. And uh, and I finished my sketch show this week. Um, or not, not my sketch show, my... Um, Archive show, previously with Shane Todd. I think it's on in August, but I'm not too sure. But it was a lot of fun. There was an error where they deleted a little bit of footage and I had to go back in and film some stuff. I just want to say my attitude was phenomenal throughout that. And I want everyone to know that. And it's a shame that we filmed it under social distancing measures because it was just a crew of three and I wish there was a lot more people so everybody knew, hey, he approached this with a good attitude even though he had to come back in and he's getting an hour and a half sleep. And, I, and he still... And to quote everyone there, no, that to quote me, he still looked great. There you go. My hair's a little bit different in a couple of scenes. Don't worry about that. Don't ever, ever comment that. I mean this, don't ever write whenever the show comes out. Hey man, why from one episode to the other is your hair a different length? Because if you do, you'll end up in McGabry. And that's all I'm saying. Anthony, thanks for your question. Sorry about the um, seven hour answer to it. Lisa Harker, do you laugh at your own jokes? I do. Uh, to summarise, sorry. I don't think stand-up should ever tell stand-ups how to do stand-up or be like, that's good or that's bad. There you go. Just write jokes. That's what that's what you gotta do. That's all you should be worried about. Um so there you go. Lisa Harker, who um if you know the Maggie Muff character, I nearly giggled when I said Muff, um, from loads of stage shows um, around Northern Ireland, very popular character. Um, I think Lisa wrote or was involved with it was Fifty Shades of Red, White and Blue, which is like a Fifty Shades of Grey party, which was very, very popular. Um, Lisa says, do you laugh at your own jokes? And then she says, I do. Um do I laugh at my own jokes? My podcast is um, usually an hour-long episode twice a week of of me laughing at my own jokes. There's nobody else here because we're not in the studio. So it is essentially just me laughing at my own jokes. I've probably done it a couple of times up until now and I'll do it more. I love to laugh at my own jokes. No one finds me funnier than me. And if audiences find me half as funny, I'll be selling more tickets. If that's possible. Um, 
At least I think you have to laugh at your own jokes. I love when people comment and stuff and be like, this guy just cracks himself up. Yes, he does. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. I will say the sentence a lot. That should have got more. That should have got more. I think you have to laugh at your own jokes. Um, Reba says, how best do you strain a tea bag? Rebus, that's disgusting. Getting it out of the cup with a spoon is a given, but do you risk squeezing the last of the tea goodness out of it with a finger, potentially burning up your precious digit? Do you take the time to find something else to drain it, or does it get binned? Rebus, what are you... T- that got very, very dirty. Um, sticking a... Risking a, risking a digit. Uh, that That's the name of this podcast. There we go. Risking a digit. Um, so, or no... Burning your precious digit. Yeah, okay, let, let's call it burning your precious digit. Um, no, I'm a spoon guy, so I'll spoon I'll spoon the tea about 15, 20 times, press against the side, press against the side again, give a quick drain, throw in the bin. Simple as that. Uh, anyone who does anything different, uh, you're going to McGabry. Noah Ballard says... Um, let me see. Noah says, thoughts on this, ingenious innovation or blasphemy? Tea in a microwave, new research says it could be the perfect cuppa. My thoughts on that immediately are uh, anger, are confusion, and uh, just sheer dismissal. Um, let me see. The... Scientists think they may have hit the head on the perfect cup of tea. They make it in the microwave. The Chinese are behind this shocker. Have they not done enough damage? Huh? Coronavirus gets out of the of the lab in Wuhan and now this? Um Let me see. So I don't like the way this article is written, but all I'll say is I would be tempted to try it because you got to try it to slag it. Um, so I'll try tea in my grave, Noah, and I will update you guys and let you know how I got on. Niall Dalton, if you could be sponsored by one sports brand, what would it be? Nike, my man. Just do it. 100%. Um, I'll just say this guy's first name in case he wasn't allowed to do what he did, but my man Stevie. Um may or may not work for a sports brand that has may or may not already been mentioned. And uh, and one day he was like, listen, I've a load of gear for you here. Not gear as in gear. I mean, gear as in like sweet threads. He's like, uh, I must I must fire, fire it down to you or come pick them up. And for some reason, I, I thought it was like, I was like, that's very kind. I thought it was like maybe like a t-shirt and a pair of socks. And I was like, nice one, man. And we were like ships in the night. We always missed each other. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'm away for a while. He was away working. Then eventually, at one day, I was like, here, I could call up and grab that. Go up to his house. He's like, oh, mate, there you go. Uh, there you go. Just some stuff we had, like, lying about. Thought, thought you'd enjoy this. It was what can only be described as seven tons of phenomenal night gear. Um, and it's stuff that I wear pretty much every day. I lay it. Here, 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 I did such a 14-year-old girl thing. I laid all the clothes out that he gave me. I took pictures of them and I sent them to my friends. And there was some football tops in there and hoodies and tracksuit bottoms and t-shirts. And uh, it made me like extremely happy because when he gave me this stuff, he gave me it in a big black Nike rucksack. 
and um, I just left that on my passenger seat and just drove home. But like, oh, what's in there? And then I got home and I was so happy. <laughs> Isn't that that's such a young boy thing to say? And I was happy. It was good, but it was. Um, and Stevie, we should we should we should make that a monthly thing. That that's very me. Hey man, really appreciate that. Uh, let's 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 send over gear as it gets released. Um, so yeah, now nah, I definitely go nag. Kieran Fleming, what's the monster under your bed called? Yeah, I did say earlier that um, I I put up a tweet saying that uh, um, I put up a tweet saying that um, I'm a 32 year old with a three week old son but I still run and jump into the bed in case a monster grabs my foot. There, it, there is some truth in that. I Here's the thing. It, the, the reality is somewhere in between. I don't run and jump into bed. I do walk and get into bed, but I don't hang about at the bottom of the bed, put it that way. I don't mess about and stand and gossip with my feet directly beside the bottom of the bed. I do get in pretty sharpish. Um, and the monster under my bed is called Ralmoat. But he was called that before the, the Ralmoat. It's just coincidence. Um, I think that's it on Twitter and then Instagram. Let's see who we got. Oh, Johnny Johnny Bo coming in with a very good joke there. Um, I put that video out saying just there now, that Instagram post being like, what was that boy band called? did a video of them doing a dance routine around Harlem Wood. And Johnny Bo said, I think it was these Belfast Protestant boys. Johnny, 7 out of 10. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I'm doing a, a gig. And then the guy running that's like, here, can you do a track and trace? I don't know what a track and trace is. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say sorry guys I don't know what a track and trace is I mean I presume it's to do with COVID and I'll say this about COVID I started wearing a mask in the shop as I said last week in the podcast an update I went into a garage to do some shopping today and I was wearing a mask and out of about 60 people in there nobody else was so I took it off because I thought it looked weird and that is why COVID's still knocking about because people like me. Johnny Dempster, would you let he just get straight into it? Would you rather have teeth for pubes or pubes for teeth? Um definitely teeth for pubes. I would enjoy that because pube teeth would net would not be a good look. I wouldn't get any more TV programs. Luke Atkinson asked the same question. Um I don't know whether those guys are married or friends or that's just a coincidence, but there you go. Stephen has sent me a link. I hope it's the link I'm looking for and uh, I'm not like a link to like discount poppers or something, but I mean, I hope it is a link. Uh, Wilkinson Halfline? We, we might we might have the video. Okay, wait. Wait. No. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Featuring Tom King, no. Uh, Putsy, thanks, but no, that's not what I'm looking for. Stephen reckons he's got what I'm looking for here. Let me see. 
please be it. Someone sent me this a while ago on the podcast, but we were doing something else, so we didn't get around to talking about it. Okay. Okay, Stephen. You um, you sent me a link to Rick Astley. Never going to give you... You've Rickrolled me. <laughs> you've Rickrolled me, and I'm blocking you from Instagram. So there you go. Stephen. Stephen, delete your account now and uh, and turn yourself into your nearest police station because um, that's just fucking rude to do that, but I appreciate it. And I went through the le- length of copying because you can't just click on the Instagram link, so I copied it into my browser and then I paste, and uh, that's upsetting. Patrick Quinn, the artist formerly known as the Belfast guy in China, but he says he doesn't know how his name on Instagram changed to not be the Belfast guy in China. Um, but, and I think we're going to, you know, we could spend a long time, uh, you know, figuring out what, what the crack with that is or what happened, but I can only presume that it was an inside job by the Chinese government to change your name. Uh, let me see. Patrick says, have you got a full set of new material ready for when you're back on stage? Will you break into some smooth Craig David style vocals mid stand up? It may have had its day, but fans deserve even one for their money. Um, first of all, to answer your question, yes, I, I reckon I've written about 45 minutes worth of stand up in lockdown, but I'm not 100% sure. But there's no guarantee with that. So while I've written the material, who knows if it's going to work? I'm looking at it going, that's funny. But I might get up on stage, try it 10 times, and it might never work. So I think I've been pretty prolific with my joke writing. And that is always my advice to stand-ups or anyone who's trying to get into stand-up is just write material. Just You can't go wrong if you just write jokes. Just write material. That's what you do if you're a stand-up. Um, so I've been writing a lot of stuff and I had written loads of thoughts and ideas before lockdown. So this was a good chance to do it. Um, and I'm just chipping away at it. I'm actually doing my first gig this Saturday night. So tomorrow night, if you're watching this on Friday, and I'm bricking it, I'm very nervous. I feel like I'm rusty, like any anybody would even. And that's weird because I'm very, very talented at stand-up. Um, but but um, I'm buzzing for it. I'm really looking forward to it. But the thing is, do I try all this new material I have or do I go back and just get back into the rhythm of it by doing tried and tested material? I think I'll do a combination of both. But for the first time, I'm typing my material up. I'm printing it out just so I can walk around the house trying to learn it. But it's good. I mean, that except being out of your comfort zone, like, that's good. I know that I'm a good stand-up. I know uh, people come to my shows, which is brilliant. So I am good at it. But four or five months without doing it is huge. It's like if you didn't drive for that long, the first time you got in a car, you'd be nervous and you'd probably make a couple of mistakes. Um, or any job, you just take, or you, like you don't go to the gym for that time, you're, you're not going to be as strong. But hopefully I just fall back into the routine of it. I'm buzzing to do it. I've got new material I like. And I just need to get better with... I have a thought for stand-up. I have an idea. And I just try and get a gig that night just to do that material. But I probably need to finesse it a wee bit more before I do it. Because I'll try it and it'll be like too long, the material. But I'll just stick with it. So I need to just be a wee bit more ruthless with my own writing. That's something Tim said on Wednesday that I definitely took out of my chat with him. The fact that he writes in a team 
you can someone else can go i know you like that joke i don't think it works and then you go fair enough when you just write everything by yourself it's more difficult to just like let jokes go because you're like no i wrote that um so i'm buzzing to get back at it we never find out what the name of that boy band song was but when we're back in studio we will do that um, I'm going to wrap up the pod because um, I'm back. I'm playing football tonight, which I'm excited for. Doing some socially distanced training. And, um, and I've just been a bit flat out. So I feel like I've rambled and I don't want to ramble on too much more. I'll save it for being back in the studio next week, uh, which I'm really excited about. Let me plug our sponsor, which is Manscaped. Manscaped.com. The discount code is tea with me. Manscaped have the lawnmower 3.0, which is essentially, speaking of pubes like we were, it's a haircut for your pubes. It's a ball trimmer. That's what it is. It's a little dinky razor. It's sleek. It's stylish. It has a little light on it. Oh, yes. If you're one of those, like, you know, shaving your pubic hair in the dark kind of guys, you get 20% off from free shipping with our code T with me. If you're even curious about it, you want to check it out, go on the website, manscaped.com. And it's the lawnmower 3.0. You know I'm a customer. You know producer Dan is a customer. I just did a general shave with mine. He's done the David Beckham sort of 2004 mohawk. And uh, and he, unfortunately he is sending pictures of that out to people. So we're trying to get him not to do that. But he, he's just very proud of it. Manscaped.com. Patreon.com slash Jay with me podcast. If you want to support the pod, that would be great. Uh, if you want to fire it on your Instagram story, the podcast, when you listen to it. I'll share it out. That's always appreciated. If you want to leave, I'm asking a lot here. If you want to leave a, a review on Apple Podcasts, do. And if you want to contact us, podcast at gmail.com. Sippers, thanks very much. I appreciate you. I'll see you on Wednesday. Sip, sip.